Welcome, everyone, to episode 21 of the Daddy Sharps podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're also just a couple of dads who break down the conferences, the games, and the fights that your buddies are too scared to break down. Mm -hmm. And this week, we're breaking down UFC 285, John. 285. Oh, baby. But... But, John, are we breaking down the main event? John Jones Bones versus Cyril Gone? Are you kidding me? Heck no. The casinos are begging you to throw money on this fight. It's a fight between a former champ who took off three years and a number one contender coming off of one fight win streak who called himself lazy, Luke. He called himself lazy. I'm not I'm putting money lazy. on that. I'm lazy. Yeah, there are much better <laughs> matchups on this card. And how are you going to feel? When you show up at your buddy's house for the pay-per-view UFC party this Saturday night and your pockets and your app are filled with tickets that nobody in the room is betting because, John, your buddies just aren't daddy sharp worthy, are they? Oh, ha, ha. there's a cure for that, Mr. Luke. Oh, Get your nice. buddies to listen to the daddy sharps. Check us out on Podbean, Amazon, Spotify, iHeart. Luke, let's frickin' go. Let's get this podcast started. Let's go! Oh, baby, and we begin this week like we always do, reviewing our best bets from last week. And we were 2-1 and one on best bets last week, but we should have nice. been 3-1. and Should have been. Should have been. Krylov versus Span. Best bet, Krylov minus 165. Krylov got a little sick due to illness. Refund. No winner, no loser. Don't like that. But boo. boo. The first fight of the night, Aliyev versus Alves. Best bet, Aliyev. Just like we predicted, heavy wrestling along the fence, and the young gun looks good. Daddy Sharp's cash, the first bet of the night. And you got a little bite in the fight. Got a little bite. A little bite action, and I thought it was <laughs> over. I thought you better not end this. And you could overhear the judge kind of saying, We have no video evidence. And I went, Yes. <laughs> No video evidence. Let's go. Can we say he had a dog in him? He was a dog. The dog. Mm. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> oh. oh, God. All right. Dad jokes. That's what you get on here. That's what you get. Just forget that because let's ramp it back up because next up, my best bet, first one of the night, was Jordan the Monkey King Levitt. Oh, so good. He destroyed Victor the Brick. Martinez <laughs> during Martinez's UFC debut, Jordan was a winner, John, and he did the splits and he twerked for us, and it was awesome. He even had the dirty dancing move in the end. He did the dirty dancing move, like it, and then it all came crashing down. I made Dante Mays to win over Augusto Sakai, a best bet. Sakai oh. showed up, he showed up, he showed up to save his UFC career from ending after four straight losses. Mays. Yeah, he didn't show up. He looked more exhausted than showing up. <laughs> he did. That one was a loser all the way around. But forget it. Let's go. All right. Oh. Let's move on to our best bets for this week. I cannot wait. Oh, there are some good ones here. We got some really good ones and some of my favorite fighters, Mr. Luke. Tough card here, though, due to the numbers. But it is what it is. Sometimes you come across this stuff. I'm going to focus on one fight that may be getting overlooked and another fight that a certain bet may be getting overlooked. So I like Rachmanov versus Neil, a welterweight fight. My best bet is going to be Rachmanov. This is why we watch the prelim, folks. 
The kid looks special, but now the market has caught up to him. We've been following this guy for a long time, already made a boatload of money off him, but now the market's listing him at minus 500. For me and the UFC, the best way to make money is watching these guys in their first four fights before the market catches up when they're early, early, early in that prelim card. Rachmanov already made us a lot of money, like we said. Now he's going to step in and start fighting for a championship. Now he's on his way up. But this is my best bet of the entire card. I love the prop Rachmanov by finish. This is a knockout or a sub. First of all, I rarely bet separate, the knockout or the sub alone. We've all seen it happen before. A guy will get on top, a submission guy, he can't get the choke. So he just flips him over and goes ground and pound. Then you're out of your money. I like to bet it by finish. That way you got both ways covered. Neil has never been finished in the UFC, but he's never fought a killer like this. Neil's last few opponents, an older wonder boy, Magny, who's a who's a points fighter. And then you had uh, Luke A, who now has lost two in a row on the UFC. Rachmanov, this guy's never seen a judge's scorecard in all of his fights. 16 professional fights, Luke. Never what? had to go to the final bell. What? Yeah. Rachmanov submitted Magny. No big deal, right? Points fighter. Magny. Well, Magny in his last 14 fights, he was only submitted three times. Rachmanov, one of them. Dos Anjos, another. Gilbert Burns, the other. Dos Anjos was a former UFC champ. And Burns is one of the best grapplers in the UFC Ooh. and the world. This guy's on that level. And... He's got knockout power. My best bet, Rachmanov by finish. You can buy him at minus 550 by finish, minus 175. That's value, my friend. That is value. And it's rare. It's rare to hear you pick a fight by finish. Yes. You know your stuff. You know your stuff. I'm on it. I'm with you. I'm going to join like you it. on that bet. My first best bet is a prelim bantamweight fight between Damon Blackshear and Fareed Basharat. Blackshear. 12-4-1 is his record. Not bad, not shabby, but he's taken a long road to get to the UFC. So this is only his second UFC fight. Mm. His UFC debut ended in a draw. And then let's talk about this. Strikes landed, 1.8. Strikes absorbed, 4.2. Oh, boy. He looks decent on the ground. Decent on the ground. Always looking to get arm and leg locks on his opponents rather than pound them out with fists and elbows. But... You got the other side of this fight. Basharat enters the UFC from the Contender Series, so that's Ooh. got some respect behind it. And he's got a lot of momentum behind him in this fight. He's 9-0, undefeated. He has six finishes, five by submission, and he has about a dozen different ways to kick his opponent. Just go, just go back and watch one of his fights. You, you'll see this guy. Uh, front kicks, side kicks, calf kicks, thigh kicks. All of a sudden, he'll whip it around to the head. Uh, I saw I saw him do a tumble somersault. I don't know the name for it, and, and heel kick right to the head. <laughs> guy, guy's unreal. I don't even know what you call nice. that. What do you call that? What do you call that? Well, he does have bash in his name. I'm going to call it nice. a bash kick. Nice. Dad Strikes joke. landed 7.7. .7. Strikes absorbed 1.8. Come on now. I mean, look, they're, they're both new to the UFC. He averages two times more takedowns as well. My best bet right off the bat is Basharat to win. Like it. I like it, sir. Got a little bet here that could raise a little eyebrows at the at the pay-per-view party at your friend's house here. 
we got we got a guy with a lot of a lot of heat behind him. He's been doing very good lately. I like the Gamrot versus Jalen Turner fight, a lightweight fight. And my best bet, I'm going upstream, my friend. I'm taking Turner plus money, plus 170. Nice. In a weight class with arguably the best grapplers in the UFC. You got Islam, you got Oliveira, you got Gamrot. Gamrot's a takedown machine. He has beaten some high-level grapplers. Gamrot's game is pressure, wearing out his opponent with constant takedowns. This dude's landed 14 takedowns in his last three fights. On the flip side, he's only given up one takedown on the UFC. The feat, however, is not his game. He was badly outstruck by Darush, which led to his knockout. And my friend... I'm going to give you a little a little tip on Darush later. Okay. Right okay. defense against these top-level guys is a bit shaky. Now we're going to go to Turner. Turner the Tarantula. A whole different animal, my friend. His size. Name. <laughs> awesome name. His size is unfair for this weight class. And then he has the skills to back it up. This dude, 155 pounds. Going to let that sink in. Six foot three, 77-inch reach. How do you... Get that tall and weigh that little. This guy's I, amazing. <laughs> I'm, I am six foot three and three yes. quarters and three quarters. <laughs> Let me just slide that in there. And I am not 155 pounds. Yeah, I think you're about 168, if I remember yeah, correctly. That, that's that's about it. <laughs> couple so, couple more pizzas I've had. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> Go ahead. So in this fight, the tarantula is gonna have a seven-inch reach advantage. Gamrot's never seen a guy like this before. This is a fight you will want to bet as soon as possible because I have a feeling when they do the stare downs, the size difference is going to be so big that some money is going to come in on Turner. This guy can submit or knock out. And to throw another wrinkle in, I was talking about Dare Roosh earlier. He's a southpaw. Turner's a southpaw. Gamrot had his worst strikes landed. The strikes absorbed ratio of any fight on his UFC career when he fought Dare Roosh. Yes, Gamrot is with American Top Team, so we all know what that means. They're great at wrestling, and they're great at kicking legs on taller opponents. But calf kicks. Calf kicks, baby. But I think Turner knows how to avoid that game. And if you go to the ground with this guy, Gamrot's really good at takedowns. You go to the ground with Turner, Turner likes it there. He's got the fifth most active submission attempts in all of lightweight history. I'm going to take the plus money. I'm betting the size. I like the numbers. I'm taking... The tarantula for plus money. Nice. Nice. I like that. I think you've convinced me. Let's talk a little bit about reach, though. I want to put you on the spot and ask you a question. Because you always talk about, you know, fighters not being able to cope with or they've never been able to cope with uh, an an X number of reach. Could be, you know, four to, you know, six inches. Don't, John. Don't. Don't. (laughs) No dad joke there. But... But, you know, tell me about that. Why is that such a problem for some fighters? I I think, well, from my, from my, you have the striking perspective. You used to do Muay Thai. Yeah. Kickboxing. From a wrestling perspective, usually you like these tall guys because they're not as strong as you. You're, you're more compact. Um, but they have these long legs. And when they sprawl out, very difficult to get to those legs. So uh, that that can add a little wrinkle to the whole thing. And I think uh, the tarantula has shown knockout power. He can actually beat you on the feet and keep you at a distance. Like when you're able to throw punches from that far of a distance, 
Gamrot's going to have to eat a few to get in here. And he's already shown that he has a weakness against southpaws. That's why I like this reach. Not only is it a southpaw, it's a guy that knows how to wrestle, and it's a guy that's got knockout power on his feet. I think Gamrot's going to have a lot to deal with here. Yeah, and when you, and, and when you're coming in on someone, if you if you're throwing blows to get in on someone, which you would do to disrupt their kind of you know their rhythm and try to get him and grapple him real fast, um, you know if you're up against a southpaw and you're throwing that that uh you know from a from a right-handed perspective the, the jab hook or straight you know you leave yourself exposed on that side right there so you got to have that chin down and that's a really interesting point too so in muay thai when you're shooting you're shooting upper body you're grabbing that neck and those arms and those legs you're shooting and wrestling you're grabbing those legs in the midsection to get a hold to get them on the ground that is some perspective interesting and and they go to his height too so like we were saying six foot three 155 pounds. Uh, me, me and you watch these fights. We always talk about this. These guys that are submitters, they usually have very skinny arms because they got to be able to reach these under necks and in crevices that you can't usually get to with the big ham hock, for lack of a better term, muscular buff arms. This guy's got arms for days. They're very skinny and he can get it underneath that neck a lot easier than some of the guys at Gamrot's already been. Don't already been underestimate skinny guys because they've right. got strength some of them, some <laughs> them have right. arm strength yes yes my next best bet let's move on it's another prelim bantamweight fight and it is one john that you are running far far away from i'm afraid i'm afraid are you afraid for me here are you afraid for me come on man i don't know i am going I with know. the veteran cody garbrandt he is a slight favorite, minus 175. He takes on Trevin Jones. I'm taking Garbrandt for the win. Oh, you Goodness heard it. You heard gracious. it. Let's go. Let's go. He was slated to be one of the best in the UFC, as we all know. Early in his career, he was a great striker, a great wrestler, tough, aggressive, uh, a nightmare matchup for a lot of people. And he still has that great left hook and great calf kicks. Chin. Perhaps a little suspect. Perhaps a little suspect. <laughs> just a little. Five of his last six fights ended early. Too many punches. Let's just put it that way. But let me Ouch. argue this out. Let me argue this out. Look, someone's got to win in a fight, right? The chances yes. of a draw, come on. Trevin Jones is a fill-in for this fight, fighting on short notice. He likes, and he's said this countless times in interviews, he just sits back. And he counterpunches. And he's upset that referees don't understand that he's counterpunching in it. And that that's that should be, you know, judges should take that in consideration. Look, <laughs> he, I will give him credit. He's been much more aggressive in his recent fights. But he lands less strikes and he absorbs more strikes. Both fighters need this fight or they risk being cut from the UFC entirely. Garbrandt, I think, needs it more. If he wants to retire, rumors that he might after this fight... He'll want to go out with that win. He is the better fighter. No question about it. Pound for pound on paper, in real life, whatever. My best bet is for Garbrandt to win. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that retirement nice. factor nice. there. Oh. And he's he's got the big stage here. I, I think he's the first fight on the main card, right? So he's gonna he's gonna have the big stage. All the butts are gonna be in the seats. Yeah, uh, he's he's gonna want to go out on top. The beer if, will have if flowed. the rumor is the true. Chanting will have started. The cheers. The yes, Ooh. 
the the buzz will already be felt, if you know what I mean. Oh, Little yeah. daddy suds. And you're still and you're still not gonna bet that, are you? Let's continue on with our deep. Let's dive. move on. Let's deep dive. That's okay. That's okay. We 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 don't have to be on the same page. And we we we. You know what? That could be. Hey, another... you you usually get the better of me. In those is this situations. another side bet? Is this another side bet? I owe you like two or three side Wait, bets already. I don't want any money. I don't want any part of Jones, though. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> right. Hey, the let's deep dive. Let's deep dive then. Let's deep dive into other fights on the card that we like, and we've got heavy leans into or slight leans, John. There are so many great fighters on this card, as we've said. Maybe not the best spreads. Who else do you like in this? I'll tell you, Luke. Uh, up until today, this was actually up in my in my best bets section, and then I moved it down. So, and it's not because I just liked another bet better. But Barrero versus Marquez, a preliminary middleweight fight. And I like Marquez here. Plus money, plus 130, but that number's been creeping back towards a pick'em. So you're gonna want to get in on this one pretty early. And Barrow's last three fights, he was stopped twice and had a round one submission win of Jordan Wright. But honestly, we just saw Jordan Wright last week. Who hasn't beaten this guy in the last five fights? He's not even in the UFC anymore. He got cut last Monday. So not a victory that aged very well, to say the least. It seems like every time Barrero goes up in class, he gets dominated. Then he fights a couple of low-end fighters again and makes his way back up, only to lose and fall back again. Barrero, not the biggest power hitter in the whole weight class. He landed 118 strikes against one of his last opponents. Still went to the decision. This guy got hit 118 times and was still standing at the end of the fight. I don't think the power is there for the man they call Power Bar. <laughs> His lone knockout on the UFC, he landed 141 punches to get the guy to go down, and that was on the UFC debut. So I'm going to go with what I also think is one of the best names in the UFC, the, the Cuban best. Missile Crisis. Nice. He's not exactly the most active fighter, only two fights in the last two years. He has three wins on the UFC by submission. The only two losses were a split decision and an alternate in Rodriguez Robocop. Marquez was set to fight Jordan right there. I actually think that the change in opponent may have messed his, his thinking up and his preparation. Marquez is always looking for submission and ranks number two in the weight class for, for submission attempt average of all time. And Marquez, he welcomes takedowns. He likes being on the mat. In the three fights where a takedown was landed on him, Two resulted in a sub loss for the guy that got the takedown. The other one, he actually lost the fight, but it was by split decision. So when you take this guy down, you're really taking a risk that you might lose this one. My best bet here, Marquez, take the plus money. I like it. I like hearing plus money. Yeah, That's what I like hearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what else I like hearing? Tell me. The, the next fight that we both like here, Ian oh. Gary. Love Ian Gary, heavy, 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 heavy favorite against Kanan Song. This is a prelim welterweight fight. Gary is winning all of his fights recently, easily outstriking his opponents, but he's been winning a lot by decision. So we'd like to see a little bit more there. Song, though, on the other side, has four wins by knockout, but he hasn't fought in over two years, a two-year layoff. I think we both really like Gary here with his high output striking 
It's a tough bet though. Minus 600 is, is what it's at. You know, if he wins, that's a hundred bucks. You have to lay down to win 17 bucks, but you know, it's money that uh, it, it, it's, it, you know what that is. That's three lattes from Starbucks for the week. There you go. Think of it that way. Think <laughs> of it true. that way. It's true. Yeah. And you we also, like we like, you Gary. also had the possibility of a little parlay there. Oh, You'd parlay that with something, but uh, I, I'm with you on Gary. He's fast. The other guy's a power hitter and, Dude hasn't fought like you said in two years. That's a long time off. Come on, man. Come on. This next fight, we got Martinez versus Corey Salim. Not enough information about Salim for me. All we really know here is that this guy has power. He's a power puncher. And Martinez has not been very impressive on the UFC quite yet. His opponents were combined four and seven. And his only wins were split decisions. I'm running away from this fight. I don't like it. I can't get a read on this. Uh... What do you think, Luke? I think that we can't pronounce his last name, and so we're going to call him Corey S. until he <laughs> deserves our deserves deserves the Daddy Sharps. I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, no. I, I I saw this fight, and and I and I and I it just ah it, I, I, that's my reaction. Literally, he's like ah <laughs> yes. And whenever yes. I go, whenever I go, ah, I tell myself. <laughs> Dear Claire, wait for the next one. Take notes. Right. Take notes. Right. Put them in your notebook and wait for the next one. <laughs> and then you got the opposite end of the spectrum here. Now we go oh, to the other fight. Oh, you got oh, Jamie Pickett one. versus Bo Nickel. You got a fight where everybody knows everything about both these guys. Bo Nickel, I'm scratching my head here. I can't remember a male fighter being this favored in a fight ever. Uh, I've seen Nunez, I've seen Shevchenko at minus 1200, minus 1400, but minus 2000 for Bo Nickel walking into his fourth MMA fight. Are you kidding me? Like, wow. (laughs) But what can you really say here about Nickel? I think everybody knows it. One of the most decorated collegiate wrestlers in U.S. history, three-time national champion. He killed his first guy in a Dana White contender series. Dana sat there, watched it and said, I can't put a guy with two fights in the big show quite yet. Why don't you come back and show me you can do it again? Guy came back, finished him again. Now Bo Nichols in a pay-per-view card in front of a live audience. The big show, the reward, a main card pay-per-view against a guy coming off two straight losses. Pickett looks the part when you see him, but that's about all he has is size. He doesn't know how to use it. This is what I refer to as a UFC business decision. Pickett was hand-selected for Nickel to finish quickly on a pay-per-view in front of all these fans, and now Nickel has a story. He has everything you can build a brand around. Small town, all-American kid with great skills. I can't bet it at these odds. Maybe you can bet first-round Nickel. I even saw the finish today. The finish was like minus 800. You can't, it can't be bet, but it's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait to see where this kid goes. You know, the only thing I can think of, and this is just a waste of money, is betting just like a teeny amount of money on Pickett for for a knockout. He's not going to submit nickel. He's not going to go the the distance yeah, and, yeah. and go get a decision. But what if he got lucky with a knockout? Uh, it's, you know, I would never take, I'm not advocating that anyone do this because yes. this is so hard to bet. But yeah, the UFC's got a problem here. This kid is so good and he's skinny. When people look at him, he's skinny. But he's got that again, farm strong. He's he's just strong as hell. Yeah. Oh, he dominates. So <laughs> you can't it's you true. can't bet him. You you're getting into uh Floyd Mayweather territory where you get minus three thousand 
yeah. for a for a boxing match. He he is fun to watch though. Holy cow. I love I watching his I, I love watching his fights. I can't wait for that fight. I am looking forward to it. Yes. Let's move on. Derek Brunson versus Dricus Duplessis. Duplessis kind of a, you know, uh the favorite but not by a lot. Uh minus 240 here, middleweight fight. Duplessis is a highly entertaining kickboxer out of South Africa. You like that? Nice. Look Thank at you that. very much. Just nice. rolled off the tongue. <laughs> He used to work for someone from South Africa. So, anyway, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it's nothing to do with what we're talking about. He puts on some great fights, right? You like that he has a ton of grit. I know. Oh, you do. he does. He's got heart. I like. I like his heart. But also, speaking of heart, he's got Brunson's got a place in your heart because he's a wrestler. He's a classic wrestler. You're a wrestler. Classic. He's a classic wrestler. Landing 15 takedowns in his last three fights. However, he took a year off. He's never done that before. Also, scary. he's 39 years old. I'm just saying. <laughs> 39. 39. It's a little old for a fighter. Scares me, too. <laughs> All that said, Duplessis is... Um, to, he is what he is, and, and he's never fought a wrestler, and uh, especially this caliber. Um, but that said, I think we are both in agreement here. We are heavy leans on Duplessis. Am I right? Yes, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Wait, all right. Let's move on to the main events. Let's just talk about them because we're just going to talk about them. Let's start with the flyweight co-main event, Valentina Shevchenko, minus 650 versus Alexa Gasso. Let me ask you this. Do either of us think Shevchenko will lose here? Absolutely not. I'm a no. Do either of us think this is worth a bet? <laughs> uh not at the money line price no <laughs> tough then that's the problem do, so do you need to parlay this but also we've talked about this before betting shevchenko can also be difficult to bet by submission or ko it's tough right yes yes sometimes she does play with her victims like a little cat meow meow toying with its prey <laughs> yes any any other thoughts on this i mean obviously we like shevchenko by a mile any other yeah. thoughts the only thing that crossed my mind was the last fight out she fought santos and she she only won by split decision she almost got choked out she was in some she was in some very risky positions there and she could come out the killer here her by finish, I think, is under minus 200. Uh, it could be interesting. Plus, what we just saw, what was that, three weeks ago, Luke? Blanchfield? If Shevchenko wins, you got a hell of a fight between her and Blanchfield. And I'm tempted to take Shevchenko by the finish, setting up this massive, awesome card later in the year. Shevchenko versus Blanchfield. That could be amazing. It's going to happen at some point. There's absolutely no question about it. But when and when it's appropriate, certainly. Let me ask you, is there any possibility that fighters are just studying and they're kind of understanding Shevchenko a little more? I don't necessarily think that, but but, but what do you think? I think she's just too good. What do you think? I do think she's too good, but I also thought Andras was too good, and Blanchfield showed me that one real quick. So, oh. It's it's interesting. Shevchenko is almost like Andras, where she hits real, real hard. 
but a step above Andraz in the wrestling for sure. Yeah. And she, I think she hits even harder. That's why they call her a bullet. She hits hits so hard you can hear it. Um, yeah, straight shots. Yeah, it's it's amazing to watch her fight. And usually she, I don't bet her fights. I, I just watch and enjoy. <laughs> yeah, she measures opponents fantastic, and, and like it just just gets that measure, and she just knows when that when that strike pops the most. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Now I, the heavyweights. I, I do I do want to say one thing here though. Oh, pa- we, pause on the heavyweights. We we went through that entire thing and never mentioned her opponent's name. That's how good Shevchenko is. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. The debate is only about whether or not Shevchenko is this or that or that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I guess that tells us everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Sorry, Alexa Gasso. Sorry. <laughs> We're betting against you. <laughs> I finish. All right. Now <laughs> let's move on to the heavyweights. John Jones Bones. Oh. Slight favorite. Minus 160 the last time I checked versus Cyril Gon. Gon says, and we mentioned this at the top, he says, I'm lazy. I'm lazy. I don't train until I know who my opponent is, and then I start training. Oh, Jones was a beast back in his prime maybe he's still in his prime i don't know we don't know but he returns after three years off three years and he's returning as a heavyweight uh i i i saw his some photos of him back in the day versus today that guy's got some beef on him he is <laughs> but he's not cut he's not cut like like you can't see those abs anymore he's got a lot of uh, i don't know man I, I don't know. Is he in his prime or is he past his prime, John? Oh, he's got the heart of a champion, the mindset of a champion. <sighs> Me and you, unfortunately, know the older you get, no matter how hard you try to keep up, <laughs> sometimes you just can't. I don't think he has the body of a champion anymore, but I I could be wrong here. But And it also feels in this fight, John Jones Bones, huge name. He's going to be favored no matter what, like just from name recognition. So I don't even know if we're getting a good number here. He's going up in a weight class. So many variables. What he was knocking out 205 pounders with, he you're going against a guy that's now got 40 more pounds of weight on him. Like he might be able to withstand your toughest shots. Very difficult for me to, to break that down. Actually, we were just talking about, go back and look at the Andras-Blanchfield fight. Andras jumps around a lot of different weight classes, known as an incredibly tough striker, hard striker. Uh, Blanchfield took those shots, walked right through them, and then submitted her in the second round. Like, will gain, will Gon be able to take these shots and keep keep Jones backing up? I don't know. Too many, Too many variables for me to bet. Yeah, and Gon's quicker too, and he's got got great footwork. And yeah, I agree. Uh, well, let me let me back up a little bit. First of all, how dare you? How dare you say that with age we've become slower? But <laughs> I don't. But number two, I don't disagree with you in terms of if we were fighting. So yes, you and I, you and I would be fighting in slow motion if we went at it. We will never go at it. But I think uh, you know, I, I too many variables. I'm with you. Too many unknowns. A guy coming away, you know, off of a three year hiatus and he's upper weight class. Yeah, forget it. Hey, let's let's just move on. Let's move on to recap our best bets. Why don't you kick us off? 
Ooh, you know I love this one. Rachmanov to finish Neil, minus 175. And I like Jalen the Tarantula Turner to win. I actually got it when it opened at minus 170. I think it's, or I'm sorry, plus 170. I think it's plus 190 right now. Ooh, mm-hmm. guess who's going to buy that up tomorrow? Mm-hmm. He's got that two guy. thumbs and is buying the Tarantula tomorrow, this guy. <laughs> Let's go. My best bets. Fareed Basharat to win over Blackshear. That's a guarantee. Basharat minus 500 on that. But I love this fighter. He's 9-0. Up and coming in the UFC. And then the one that is going to result in a side bet between you and me. It is like the fourth side bet of our podcast career. <laughs> you owe me. You owe me on this one. It is triple or nothing. Cody Garbrandt to win over Trevin Jones. I'm telling you right now. That is going to happen. Uh, there's there's something I got to say about Garbrandt here as well. Oh, geez. Every, <laughs> it's, it's a personal thing. I just got to say. Here we go. Uh, okay. It's a personal thing. I got to say. Every time I see this guy, how did he get that tattoo on his neck? That had to hurt. It's right across his Adam's apple. So let me get this straight. He's a UFC fighter, and he takes punches and kicks, and th- and and that's Okay. I, the the tattoo concerns me. I don't know how you, man, that hurts. You better show up with a bet slip with his name on it. <laughs> All right, Luke. Before we go, we are closing in very close, closing in on March Madness. Yes, the Daddy Sharps will have you covered during the tournament. We're gonna break it down from start to finish. I cannot wait for yes. the tournament. Also, a little later in the spring, we're going to break down the Kentucky Derby. And we're going to drink plenty of mint juleps along the way. We're going to go highbrow here on the Kentucky Derby. Highbrow. Mm -hmm. Highbrow. Like it. Pinky Meantime, meantime, that's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. Remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means and the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. And be sure to check us out on social media. Look for Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week with all our best bets and much more. Including winners, winners, winners. But John, first, who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everyone.